Welcome to the Business Law Podcast, the podcast where we demystify the law. Jonathan Fleischer is your host, and in each episode, we will unravel legal complexities and delve into intriguing topics that directly impact your business, from contract essentials to litigation strategies and everything in between. Join us to explore the fascinating intersection of law and entrepreneurship. So tune in for expert insights and captivating discussions that make the legal side of business not just understandable, but actually interesting. Let's dive in. This podcast is not intended as legal advice. Seek legal counsel for all legal issues. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of getting all your legal questions answered. And this week's question is, I am being sued for project delays. So what is my liability? All right. So let's, uh, before getting to the answer, let's first try and understand a little bit what kind of scenarios we're talking about and some of the concepts that are generally applicable. So the kind of scenarios we're talking about usually is, let's say you've got uh, a construction project. So we have somebody building a giant building, a $50, $100 million building. Um, there are many, many different workers, many different companies that are going to be working on the building. We've got a guy doing concrete. We've got a guy doing the steel work. We've got a guy doing the framing. We've got electricians and plumbers, right? All kinds of different people that need to coordinate to get their work done. Oftentimes what happens is one of those people gets delayed. Um, and that essentially causes a backup in the entire system, right? Cause if, one guy, if the, let's say the concrete guy didn't finish doing his work. So the steel guy can't go put up the steel beams. Or if the steel isn't in properly yet, the electrician can't get started on his work, right? So what happens is, um, if we have one of these contractors for whatever reason is late on the job, it holds everybody up. It can push off the entire project by months because then everybody down the entire line needs to now be rescheduled. Um, it can push off the project leading to lots of, um, leading to lots of lost money, right? Because the guy who's building the building, let's say has certain approvals. He gets, he has funding that needs to be, um, it's, everything needs to be paid by a certain time. Um, there can be lots of reasons why it's going to cause damages. And very often, especially because you're dealing with these giant buildings, um, you're dealing with very, very large amounts of money. Delays of a month can be, you can be looking at numbers of $150,000, $200,000 for a delay of a month in getting a building up. And sometimes the building owner or the general contractor or both are going to turn around and just sue everybody in sight for the delays to the building. And even though, uh, let's say this contractor, his entire job was only a $50,000 job, um, it's possible that because of his delay in screwing something up, he's now getting sued for $200,000 because he didn't do his small-ish job on time. So, what happens? Um, can he be liable? And are, is there any way to protect yourself on the outset? Uh, and if you didn't take steps to protect yourself, um, is there any way, are there any kinds of defenses or ways around? Right. So let's first just quickly discuss um, basic contract concepts. Um, and the most basic thing to know about a contract, uh, which strangely many people don't know, is that when you sign a contract, you are actually required to do 
what it says in the contract. And if you don't do it, you can be sued for damages simply for not doing what you're required to do in a contract. Right? So many people, they sign a contract to buy a house and it says in the contract that the builder is going to build the house with these specifications. And then the builder just changes things up because he decides that he can do it uh, more cheaply. Um, and the buyer comes and says to the builder, hey, you, we have a contract. You said you're going to build the house this way. You changed things around. You weren't allowed to. And the builder says, all right, too bad. If you don't like it, you don't have to close. I have someone else to buy the house. Can the contractor do that? And the answer is no, even though many contractors think they can. If there's a contract, you can still close on the house and you could technically still sue the contractor for breach of contract, right? Contract obligates you to do what it says in the contract. If you don't, you can be sued for damages for not doing what you are required to do in the contract. So let's say um, in these kinds of cases, let's say you're a subcontractor, you're doing concrete work and um, you don't do your work on time. And now you're getting sued for the delay because you caused all of this damages by delaying the project. Generally, that's going to be a contract claim, usually. Um, the reason it's a contract claim is because usually you have a contract or even a verbal agreement um, that says that you're going to finish the work by this and this time. Um, and if you don't finish it by that time, well, then you've breached your contract. Right Now, what kind of damages are there when you breach a contract? So the most simple kind of damages are compensatory damages, which means simply paying back the value of the item that was you were supposed to do under the contract and you did not do. So let's say, for instance, if I were if I were required by contract to build you a house and a house would be worth one, uh, let's say a million dollars. Um, you were supposed to pay me $500,000 for me to build the house. I don't build you the house. Now you have no house. Um, you can technically sue for compensatory damages for the value that you were supposed to receive. There's also incidental damages, consequential damages, um, and basically what those mean, there's slight differences between them, but the basic idea is that um, you can be sued for uh, all damages that arise from your breach. So if, let's say, because I didn't build a house, this guy now had to go hire somebody else to build the house, Let's say he couldn't find anybody at the price of my contract because cost of services went up since I signed the contract. Uh, the owner who hired the contractor to build the house will be able to sue the contractor for all costs incurred, right? So if he, if interest rates went up and now he's paying a higher interest rate, things like that, pretty much any foreseeable damage that's coming out of the contractor's failure to uh, fulfill his obligations under the contract, he can be sued for, and um, he will have to pay those damages. All right, so bringing that back to our case, you can see how damages can pile up pretty quickly. Let's say you've got an owner of a lot who's building a, a $20 million building, um, and you delay the project by a month, and he's got financing, um, on his loans. So now he's got an extra month of financing that he has to pay for. He has extra interest. He has to pay. He has extra carrying costs. He has to pay. He has to reschedule everything. So there's more time in that. You can see how the consequential damages are going to build up pretty quickly. Um, and the damages are going to add up pretty quickly. And so 
every time a contractor walks into a project, um, essentially he's walking into this risk that if he screws something up by mistake and delays the whole project, uh, he can be on the line for a lot of money. And this happens all the time. As you can imagine, there's almost never uh, a construction project that works exactly according to schedule. And most um, most owners and contractors understand that there's going to be a need for some leeway with the times. Uh, and usually it's worked out. But oftentimes it's not. Uh, and um, there are plenty, plenty, plenty cases. You can find thousands and thousands of cases where contractors are sued for delaying projects. So at the outset, all right, how can a contractor or a subcontractor prevent this kind of issue from arising? And the answer, of course, is by making sure when you before you sign a contract to do a job that the terms are favorable to you. A lot of general contractors who actually hire somebody to do a contract for them um, will have a contract that clearly states that they are not liable for delays in performance. Now, sometimes it'll say they're not liable for delays in performance that were uh, that weren't purposeful or that weren't due to, um, let's say, severe negligence or gross negligence. And what that means is that as long as they were doing a reasonably um, acting more or less reasonably in getting their job done, they are not going to be responsible for delays that came up during the job. That is the number one easiest way to protect yourself from liability is basically make sure the terms of your contract have a clause in there that will not put you on the line for any kind of delays. All right. I recently had a case where there was a GC on a project um, who had hired someone to do drawings for him, shop drawings, and the person who he hired to do the drawings kind of screwed up on something. They had to have all the drawings redone after they started the work. They realized that there were mistakes in the drawings um, and they had to quickly scramble, find somebody else. It took several weeks until they got somebody. They had to undo the old work. They had to restart. Basically pushed off the performance by quite a bit of time. Now this guy got sued by the GC. This was a subcontractor. He got sued by the GC. And his contract in this case put him on the line for pretty much everything. Uh, it put him on the line for actual costs of delays. It put him on the line for any costs of suit that the that the general contractor was going to have to pay because of the delays to the owner. It put him on the line for attorney's fees. And so this guy was in a bad spot, in a very bad spot, because he signed a contract uh, really without looking through its terms or having somebody look through its terms. Um, and that contract came back to bite him in a pretty bad way because of the situation in this case. Um, rather than try and fight their GC, we tried to work together with them as much as possible, try and mitigate damages. We tried to work with the owner as much as possible to have them back off. Uh, and that was, that was essentially, uh, our best bet in this case was sometimes you're better off just negotiating and, um, mitigating damages rather than fighting things out. And that was the path that we took in this case because of the contract that this guy had signed. Right. But generally, uh, if you are any kind of contractor or general contractor, you can uh, make sure the terms in your contract are uh, favorable enough to you that you're not going to have that issue. All right. Now, what happens if, let's say, you can't, right? You're kind of a small-time subcontractor. 
Um, the GC is the guy with all the power and he says, look, these are the terms that I require for any subs that I'm going to hire. You must be responsible for delays. Is there any way around it? And the answer is there are insurance policies that you can have uh, to protect yourself against delays, uh, but they are typically not going to be included in your general liability insurance. All right. And the reason they're not going to be included in your general liability insurance is because uh, if there isn't a specific exclusion, uh, almost always contract claims are not included for coverage in your general liability insurance. And so if you do want to have coverage for this kind of thing as a subcontractor, um, it is worth having a discussion with your insurance broker to make sure that you get coverage for this kind of claim. All right, because it's like I said, it's a fairly high risk of things like this happening. They happen fairly often. And if you're not going to be able to negotiate out of such liability before you start the job, you want to at least make sure that you're protected on the back end, that if you do get sued for something like this, that you will have some kind of insurance coverage. All right. Now, what happens if you don't? Let's say um, you didn't get insurance coverage and you don't have a good contract. Are there any kinds of defenses? So the answer is sometimes. Uh, defenses in these kinds of cases are somewhat hard to come by because typically they do arise. Typically the reason delays come up usually is because someone either made a mistake or they overbooked themselves or they had staff shortages or there were some kind of disagreement and they weren't doing their work. But usually it's not something that you're going to have any good defenses. Um, but there are situations where you can. So one possible defense is what's known as a defense of impossibility. So where the requirements of a contract are impossible to fulfill, not just that it wouldn't be profitable for you to fulfill them, but it is impossible for you to fulfill them. So suppose um, you're, uh, you're, you do steel work and you have uh, a timeline to do your job, but there was some sort of uh, crazy steel shortage because of, I don't know, supply line disruptions due to COVID, and there is simply no steel beams to be had, right? It's not a question of, like, you can get them, but they're just very expensive. We're talking about there simply are no steel beams to be had. You cannot get them, and they're not going to be available for the next two months, right? In a case like that, you will likely have a defense of impossibility, right? There are no steel beams to be had. They're impossible to get right now. Um, you can pay tons of money, but you're still not going to be able to get them. Uh, that would likely entitle you to a defense of impossibility, which would probably be able to get you out of, um, liability for your delay in performance. All right. Now, sometimes there can also be, uh, certain clauses in the contract that if you're creative enough, you can use them, uh, to create a defense. So for instance, um, sometimes contracts with the owner between the owner and the GC will require the owner to have insurance protecting against costs of delays in the project, right? Sometimes the GC will put in their contract that they require the owner to have that kind of uh, insurance covering the owner against the loss of delays in the project. Now, if the owner was required to have that kind of coverage, uh, and they did not get it, and then they want to turn around and sue uh, the sub for delays in performance, which then caused them a loss, there is a possibility that the sub can say, look, I was a third-party beneficiary of this contract between you and the general contractor. 
therefore I can rely on that contract and I can say, look, had you followed the terms of your contract and actually gotten yourself insurance to protect you against delays in performance, uh, I wouldn't be being sued now because you wouldn't have had any loss. And that's possible. There may be other issues in there of subrogation, uh, but that is a possible example of a defense. And again, this is why if something like this comes up, it's always the first thing you want to do is have someone, have an attorney preferably, look through your contract and the contract between the GC and the owner um, so that they can hopefully find something that can be used as a defense against uh, the damages being claimed against you. And even if the defense is not a slam dunk, um, if there is a reasonable chance that the defense will be successful, uh, it's more likely that the owner will settle with you rather than take this all the way through litigation and try to get all the damages. They're far more likely to settle where they know that they are not guaranteed a win in court. All right, so that's pretty much it for this topic. Um, again, there can always be uh, different outcomes based on the specific facts and circumstances of any given case, uh, but this is the basics um, of what happens typically. All right, have a good week and hope to see you all again next week. Thanks for listening to the Business Law Podcast, a podcast produced and edited by Elemento Productions. That's E-L-I-M-E-N-O productions.com.